Swanson to first. to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Well, here we are, episode number 103 for future considerations. We'll have to ask Matt uh, the, the number that corresponds with 103, but... Um, Recovering from Super Bowl and Valentine's and all that stuff earlier in the week. Still? You're still recovering? It's Friday, I John. I, I was going to say, I'm feeling better now. We're, to, we're headed towards another weekend. I'm I'm ready to party again. And what better way to start than hanging out with you guys on my Friday? So how are you guys doing? I was good. I was going to say, Rashad, your hangovers are now five days from two <laughs> glasses of wine. <laughs> Oh, it's the wine. I thought it was the blue pill thing. <laughs> oh, that's still working. That hasn't come down either. <laughs> Are you guys still no. watching 90 Day Fiance? Obsessed. Oh, yeah. No. Obsessed. Absolutely. So many people commenting from last week's debate about that. Obsessed. And they're loving it, too. No, they can't believe it. Oh, this... I'm telling you. Here's how smart the people at 90 Day Fiance are, too. They didn't bother putting a, a game or a, an episode up the night of the Super Bowl. They were like, yeah, we'll take the week off. We know everyone's watching football. We'll let you guys have this day, <laughs> and then we'll be back. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's Caleb. Oh, my God. Do you, is there something for 103? Do you have anything? Kirk Douglas. It's the Kirk Douglas episode of is he Future 103 years he old? He died when oh. he was 103. He's been that got sad all of a sudden. Yeah, he. I knew he did die, yep. but I didn't know at what age. So hundred and three. Yeah, wow. hundred and three. Good for him. Yep. He passed away in February too, so I mean, it all kind of. <laughs> we remember Kirk. No other podcast you're listening to right now is going to remember Kirk Douglas the way we are. A <laughs> hundred and three. That family. That's a great family. The Douglas family. I bet you that. Like of the of the. Upper echelon of the entertainment world. I bet you that family could spin a story or two <laughs> of the things they've seen and done. Let's get them on the pod. Let's go. Let's get uh, Catherine Zeta Jones on first, and then we'll talk to the Douglas family after that. <laughs> Sounds good. Rashad will be prepared. <laughs> oh, no. oh, it's four hours? I thought it was four days. You keep joking about that. I don't need that. I'm ready to go 24-7. It's... There he is. Didn't, didn't the guy on 90 Day Fiance? You know. <laughs> hey, if you did not listen to the main debate earlier this week, not a lot of 90 Day Fiance talk, but go back and have a listen. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we recap the Super Bowl. We talk about uh, Wine Day. Uh, we, we covered off a few different things. I don't think either of us really got overly mad. No, uh, actually, anything. Was, we were pretty civil. We weren't at each other. John was rubbing his temples a little too much <laughs> while we were doing Probably why we're taking it easy on the poor guy. If anything, John was the most opinionated on the show. <laughs> John, for the first time ever, uses the word hate. <laughs> Go back to lit episode 102. Find out what sprung hate out of John Rashad's mouth. <laughs> That's right. And then also, Jeff emailed us. It wasn't Mark Messier either. <laughs> I, think I, I think I used hate when I was talking about Mark Messier. <laughs> okay. Second time ever in the history of the podcast. Mark right. this. <laughs> um, so Jeff emailed us and said he couldn't believe we were wine drinkers and he wondered what happened to good old fashioned beer. And I have to say, I usually drink beer. That's why the wine gave me such a headache. I'm definitely a beer drinker. So Jeff, we're with you. You know what, John? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you know what, Jeff? I'm, I'm, I'm starting to pull away from it. Pull away from beer. Pull away oh. from the beer. We When we go out uh, after a Leamington Flyers victory, they're delicious in those green glasses. When we're drinking, it's it's a great time out. We have a good time. Uh, have some beers. But outside of that, I couldn't even tell you the last social beer that I had had. It's not my go-to anymore. See, at the beginning of this year... I actually started planning out my year. I know you did. It might tell me that I have a problem. I don't <laughs> think I have well, a if problem. If you're planning it out, it's smart. It's just smart. 
but I'm I'm going towards more the spirits, the okay, the whiskey and the vodka. Mm-hmm. You know, come summertime, a nice cold ale will be very very good. Definitely. But, but I'm I'm getting into. Uh, I just got a bottle of bourbon from our good friend Jim, mm-hmm. who was here for the Super Bowl party. I plan to enjoy that. So beer is taking a back seat for me, and I do like my wine as well. And uh, after our last episode, John, uh, our next function as a group is going to be making wine, stomping grapes and making wine. Are you in? (laughs) Not a chance in hell. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the deal with the higher alcohol content, you two? Are you guys numbing some pain or what's happening? You know what, John? To be honest with you, I feel like shit the next day after drinking a ton of beer. It it sits it sits there a little too long. Like it's normally, I mean, really, it, it's always. I'm not having uh, beer in a garden salad. So let's let's be honest with each other here. Um, most of the stuff has been deep fried on being deep fried at the same time. But I always find like if you were to give me like a bottle of wine myself. Still haven't closed a bottle of wine before in my life. <laughs> that might be the problem. Or like five or six beers. I feel awful after. But is the, the beer draft or in a bottle? Because I find that makes a huge difference. If I have draft, I feel terrible. But bottled beer, I'm okay. Ooh, interesting. Okay, interesting. okay. All right, I might try that. But I don't know. I I still enjoy. I still enjoy enjoy a good beer. But uh, but yeah, I've I've converted to a bit of a wino for sure. <laughs> It would be my it would be my go to like it, we're not if we're sitting in so it's all scenario too right we're sitting in Manny's backyard I'm not having a glass of red when it's 325 <laughs> degrees out here 103 degrees 103rd episode when we, when we hit that in, in August when it we hit that in August around here so no but like you know right now you know, we're sitting there uh, we're sitting here hanging out and uh, I, I would go red wine before anything else. I would even put beer before spirits, but uh, really, yeah, yeah. But I'm I, wine is wine has taken over my life. So Matt's into stomping <laughs> grapes, John. We just have to convince you. <laughs> well, maybe if I don't have to drink it afterwards, then I'm okay. You know me. I I don't I'll eat stop, anything. I'll stop it for yeah, other there you people. Go, yeah, because I don't eat anything until I've washed my hands. If you know me, so uh, feet in grapes just does not sound like a a good thing to be. You don't you don't want to mix in uh, (laughs) a toenail here and there. (laughs) This is a great vintage. (laughs) This one's a bit um, a fungusy. (laughs) Now that is turning my stomach. Well, on that note, this is our second show of the week that we'd like to call the OT. Yeah, normally the overtime uh, we invite a special guest. Um, this time we went a little bit above special <laughs> and we've got an outstanding guest for you today. Our guest is someone I have known for years and a pioneer in sports journalism. She immigrated to Canada from England, pursued a career in journalism, and we are all the better for it. In fact, she is an award-winning journalist who has worked at the Toronto Star, Yahoo Sports, the CBC, and is now a senior editor for The Athletic in Canada. Her coverage of junior hockey was really among the first on a national level. It was a must read, especially for fans of the OHL. She still writes about hockey, but also about basketball. And when she's not writing, she's a hockey mom and messaging me about the restaurant she has to stop into when she visits the Bruce Peninsula. Please welcome to For Future Considerations, Sanaya Supergi. Sanaya, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Manny. You made me feel old there with that intro. (laughs) (laughs) Old? No, that's not what I was going for. Accomplished. Accomplished. Okay, I'll take accomplished. That's what we go with. I'll take accomplished. You have no gray hair. I have a ton of gray hair. This is crazy. Guys, this is great. When I was just getting started in the Ontario Hockey League, Sanaya was a must read. I think the feature was called Buzzing the Net. And she did that with Nate Sager, who was another good friend. Um, In fact, I was giving Nate rides to the Hershey Center from our hotel at the (laughs) Memorial Cup back in 2011. I remember flipping out when Sanaya 
when I would get the odd message from Sanaya and uh, she was watching the Owen Sound Attack at the time, always appreciated our back and forth. And it's great to have you on the podcast and talk some sports with us, Sanaya. I'm happy to be here. Now, am I right? You are mostly on the basketball beat now, like operating your reporters who cover basketball? Yep. I'm a senior editor. I look after the, um, the Celtics the Warriors, and the Raptors right now. I've got four four awesome, awesome reporters um, at The Athletic who I, uh, I look after there. Three pretty good teams there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. always something going on, right? Always. And we just finished our, our trade deadline. We've got the All-Star game coming up. <clears throat> um, so it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Team LeBron yeah. or Team Durant? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're putting me on the spot. I gotta, go, I gotta go with with with. I gotta go with my guy LeBron. I have to. The team is we, stacked. We told you before we we started recording that this is a pretty relaxed podcast, but really, we're going to make you analyze every part of your career and anything that's happening in the world of sports for the next half an hour. So. <laughs> Nothing controversial uh, either. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the Freedom Con? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> are, are you still there? Hello, hello. Are you still there? You know what? I was honestly, I was listening to some of that that back and forth on that that convoy um, messaging, like that app that they were oh, using the to talk, yeah to talk to one another yeah oh my god it, it was like performance art like i could not believe that <laughs> that it was it was real like yeah it was it was hilarious i don't know if they knew that that was public like the way the way that they were talking on there <laughs> i was listening to it on on twitter um, it was like via Twitter and it was just, it was, it was hilarious. It, it made my night. It really did. <laughs> so you're still writing some junior hockey stuff. Um, we had all just read the, uh, the Dave Cameron article before the, the world juniors. Are you enjoying having to kind of split roles and, and have kind of a, a multi-focus like that? Um, yeah, you know what? Basketball is, is kind of pretty, it's, it's new for me. Like Manny said, like most of my career is, has really been in hockey and, and specifically in junior hockey. So getting to do something new and, and different and getting to work with new and different people, like it's just, it's been a blast. Like I always have enjoyed like learning new things and doing new things. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it's been really good. It's been a great learning experience and the people that I'm working with, like the team at the athletic is just, it's fantastic. Like I, I have nothing but good things to, to say about, um, my my people on the NBA beat like they're they're awesome. Um, immigrating from England to Canada, did you know that you always wanted to be a sports reporter? You know what? It's it's weird. I I did. I I came to Canada when I was very young. I think I was about five when when um, my parents moved here. Um, but early on, like I just I really knew that I wanted to to uh, be in sports and. And in hockey specifically, like I was like the weird kid who like watched OHL game of the week, like religiously, like, and no one on could global. Have... Yeah. On global. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Miller and Jack yeah, Lynch. Was uh, it? I remember that. <laughs> it was Jack Miller. Jack used yeah. to call Jack. Jack Miller used to call the games. And um, Don Cameron, I think was the, uh, was like the host um, who would like, he would be like the, the around the rink host. Um so, and I think Sherry Basson was, I think he did color or Sherry was, was somehow involved with, with that as well. Um, so yeah, like I was, I was like the weird kid who would like watch that. And my parents couldn't figure out like why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because, you know, they had come from, from England and they didn't really know very much about hockey or like that kind of thing, but yeah, for some reason, it just really appealed to me. And like, I had grown up with with like, um, you know, family friends who were who were boys around my age. And so pretty much to survive, like I had to kind of get into to hockey. And then when I did, like, I just fell in love with it. Like, I just, I couldn't get enough. Now, nowadays, there's junior hockey information everywhere, but I know th- how are those? Th- that's like so weird. Like when I was growing up, like you had, 
you had it on TV and like, that's, that was it. Like you, you had, you had, um, you had the OHL game of the week and then you had hockey night in Canada. And then I remember later on TSN would have like a, an AHL show that, um, I think Gord Stelic used to, to host. I can't, I think it was like around the AHL or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was pretty much it. it. (laughs) And then sports line, obviously on global, um, yeah. every night, but, but that was it. Like those long, long before, you know, um, you had TSN and Sportsnet and like 24 hour sports or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Even Taddy and Hebsher didn't really cover a lot of junior hockey. Like those early years, you were the only game in town, really. How was that? Um, you know, when I started at the star, um, there was like, there was actually, comparatively now, like I'd say back then there was actually more OH regular OHL coverage or junior hockey coverage than there is now, to be honest, Manny, if you look at the major newspapers in, in Toronto and even some of the smaller newspapers, they've had to cut back so much that I actually think like when I first started, like when I first started the star had, like I was covering um, all of the GTA teams on a regular basis um, Terry Koshin was there. Terry Koshin, you'll know from Owen Sound. He, uh, Good old Wyerton boy. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was the, the beat, he was on the beat for the, the sun. Um, and so, you know, it was a competitive beat and, um, you know, there would be stories in the paper regularly about, um, junior hockey and the, the OHL, like we would go to Memorial cups, um, and cover them. So, um, I actually think there's probably more coverage at that time than there than there is now, at least in the major in the major newspapers, for sure. Right. It, in the major print, yeah, uh, there yes. definitely was coverage, but now you get it on your phone and apps and Twitter and everything else, and so many people are even analyzing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the blogosphere has really picked up the ball that the newspapers um, dropped when it came to to junior hockey coverage because now you know if you're a fan of just whatever team you follow you can find content on it um online and as well for yourself too uh, there couldn't have been many women that were covering sports what what was that like when you when you first started and and how have you seen uh how have you seen that grow um it's it's funny like uh when i first started um there was one other woman on the beat um lisa burke um, who uh, was covering the Ottawa 67s at, at the time. I, I don't know. I don't know if she was there when I started and she was there for a couple of years covering the 67s. Um, but I always tell the story about like when I, when I first started, when I was in college radio, I went to Belleville to do a story on like this young hotshot rookie they had at the time named Daniel Cleary. Um, and I was in, I was in, I was in high school and, uh, you know, doing a radio report on him and, um, like the, the guy who was, was coaching the team in Belleville was, was Larry Mavity. Um, and like Mav just could not have been nicer and just more welcoming and helpful to me. And I, I always, I used to, to bug him later on when I, actually started doing this like as a job that like, you know, if, if he had been more of a jerk, like I probably would have gone into something else. Um, <laughs> so it's his fault. Whenever I wrote something bad, I, I just, yeah, about him or his teams, I'd say, you know, it's your fault. You should have been a lot meaner to me when I came to Belleville that one time. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, it, it has, it has changed. I don't, I actually, I don't know how many women there are now covering junior, but I always thought junior was always such a, a great um, learning experience. You know, they say it's a developmental league for the kids, but it's a developmental league for, for reporters and broadcasters to like pretty much anyone, you know, coaches, you know, equipment managers, you name it. It is a development league for, for everyone. And, I think it's it's kind of sad now when you see like the opportunities um, in the media at least um, dwindling because it really was like a, a stepping stone for a lot of people um, to 
to get their feet wet in uh, in journalism and in, in broadcasting too. And speaking of it being a development league, do you remember the first time walking into a dressing room and uh, doing an interview? And what was that experience like for the first time? <laughs> I, I do. So this was when when I first started, like. Um, they actually had dressing rooms open. Like it wasn't like now I, not recently, but like they've, they've pretty much put an end to all reporters in the the dressing room, um, now. But, um, I remember when I first started, like they would just open the door and then you would have to go in and do your work and, and get out. And like the, the first time, um, I, it was actually, I was in, uh, London and uh, I was waiting outside and uh, Don Brankley was like, uh, Don Brankley, who is the uh, legendary trainer in, uh, in London, um, the late Don Brankley. Um, he was like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I'm just waiting for whoever I asked for to come out. And he was like, just get in there. And so, uh, <laughs> so I did. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much, uh, that was pretty much it. And then, um, Years after that, they uh, they just said no one's going in there anymore um, because I think they were worried about um, injury information around playoffs getting out. So they uh, they ended up closing off all access, and then you would just ask for whoever you wanted, and they'd come out. Were players accepting of a female reporter? Um, I think so. Like, I mean, um, they would they would pretty much announce it when I would go in, like you know. Sanai's coming in or whatever. So they would just yell out, what a female. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so like, yeah, I don't think they didn't really have a pride. Like if they did, I never heard it like at the, the time. So um, I just got what I needed and got it. Like it was definitely not a place I wanted to be either. So it was just <laughs> like, uh, just like, let me get what I need to get and get the hell out. Like that was, that was pretty much it. I, Don Brankley is such a great guy too. I re, <laughs> my, when I was in my second year of college, I started calling Knights games on Rogers or McLean Hunter or whatever it was. And he would, he said, I, I had to go do an interview afterwards and Don would let me in and mess. Yeah, go do whatever you need to do. Same thing as he said to you, instead of waiting for the guys to come out. But I was so young at the time. I was like 20 years old that when I walked out of the dressing room, the kids would ask for my autograph and I'm like, what's going on? And Brankley says, they think you're a player. <laughs> that still happens to you when you walk out of some places though. But you were probably wearing you're a around. suit too, right, Manny? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. He had his number on a business card. And <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, Don's a great example, but I can only imagine uh, some of the, the cast of characters and, and personalities that uh, that you've been around. Who who stands out for you uh, from from the people that you've had a chance to, to interact, good and bad? Oh, for, for sure. The number one on my list forever is going to be Larry Mavity. He was just, he was just such a, a wonderful guy. Like you wouldn't know it if you just, if you didn't know him at all and you just saw him and you just heard his voice, you know, he could be really intimidating. Um, but he just, he had the best stories. Like he could hold court like for hours and just tell the most, like the craziest, like he was in slap shot. You know what I mean? Like he was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like legit in Slapshot. <laughs> um, and so like, you know, he would tell like the craziest stories and you'd be like, what, how is that possible? Like, how were the cops not called? And he would just be like, well, that's the way it was, you know, back in the 1970s. Like, <laughs> He'd have that growly voice oh, too. And yeah. he was larger than life. Like, yeah, for sure. He was just, he was just a, an amazing, awesome, awesome man. And, I know, um, you know, he's, he's missed very, very much, um, around the, the league for, for sure. But, um, I really loved your thread. I loved your thread on Twitter about him too. When he passed, I thought that was fantastic. He he was just a great guy. And, you know, he was, he was somebody that, that like, I went to, um, they had a a thing for him, um, in uh, November, they, they had a, um, 
uh, a night for him in, in Kingston. And I went to that and just the, the number of, of players who had moved on and were like living in the States or, you know, living far away. Like they all, they all came back for, for it. And that I think is just a, a testament to how much he was, he was loved and respected by his players. And even the players who, who couldn't make it, you know, some of them are, are in the, you know, pros are in the NHL right now, you know, management and whatnot. They sent videos. Um, and so it was just, it was really, it was really nice um, to see kind of the outpouring of, of love and, and how much, um, how much people like loved and respected him. Um, so that was awesome. If Larry's one, Brian Kilray's two, right? <laughs> oh, you right. know what? Um, for sure. Like y- you can't have Mav without, without Killer. Um, and I think just the, the two of them and, and Killer was there for that night too. Um, like he was just another old school guy with great stories, you know, and just his longevity just for how long he was able to, to do what he did um, at such a high level, like still winning, you know, um, was, was just, it was awesome. But another guy um, whom people might not know, was uh, the commish in uh, in in Brampton? I don't know if you do you know the commish, Manny? Yes, uh, I I met him a few times back in the day. Yes. So the, you know, how the, how could you miss him? There was no one else in the <laughs> rink, right? So <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the commish worked in in uh, in Brampton. I you know his his actual name escapes like but. But it wouldn't even matter because everyone just knew him as the commish. If you were the talking commish. about like just everyone knew the commish, and um, he worked in uh, he worked in Brampton for the battalion, and he was just a wonderful, awesome, hilarious, hilarious man. And like that was probably the highlight of my trips to Brampton. To be honest with you, like. Um, <laughs> Because there wasn't really much going on there. Like it, Brampton was like a just kind of like a sad place to to cover games. Like I don't know what it was like to broadcast from there, but like just quiet. Oh. <laughs> Left alone with your thoughts. <laughs> you would meet Stan and the Commish, and that would it. That would be it. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. Like if I had to choose between going to um, the Hershey Center, or going like f- literally five miles down the road to, to Brampton, yes. like the Powerade. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would go to the Hershey, and like sometimes, sometimes this is really bad, but sometimes I would watch games at the Hershey Center and then time it so that once the game was over in Brampton, I would drive over to Brampton and do my interviews for like the battalion game. <laughs> Um, just because I didn't actually want to watch the games in Brampton. <laughs> so, so how, what is, what's the line of questioning like? So, so how about that play in the oh, second no, period? No, no. Eh? I would be writing features. I, I would be writing features. I would never do that for game stories. Just, if I was doing features, like I would just yeah, because it was just it was kind of it was depressing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that it was much better in Mississauga, but still, no, at least true. it was a bit more entertaining. The rink was, I thought the rink was a lot nicer in Mississauga. Agreed. But, Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so what memories stand out when you think of your time covering the OHL? Are there uh, specific memories that uh, are big highlights for you? Oh my gosh, so many. <laughs> there are so many. I don't know if it's necessarily a highlight, but I've told this story before about um, the time there was a raccoon in the press box at St. Mike's. Um, I don't know this story. Oh yeah. St. Mike's. So uh, I don't even know, you know how, how people are making fun of the Arizona coyotes for playing in that, uh, in that essentially that junior rink. Well, that was like St. Mike's playing um, at uh, St. Michael's college school arena, which um, I think, the official capacity was like 1500. Um, and even then at times they had difficulty selling that out, but it was just like, it was, it's a great, like maybe like junior a rink, but it was definitely not even for at that time, the OHL standards, like it was 
subpar for the OHL. And uh, one day I went in to interview Cody Bass, who was playing for the uh, the Ice Dogs at the time. And as I was walking into the rink, the PR guy stopped me and he was like, uh, whatever you do, don't go to the press box. And like calling it a press box is like being very kind. It was it, yes. it was like a scaffolding that, it, that had a ladder. Like, there was like a ladder you had to climb up to. And, and like you couldn't even sit up there during warm-up because you it was like a death trap. Um, so, uh, he was like, whatever you do, don't go to the press box. And I was like, why? What's going on? He's like, there's a raccoon up there. (laughs) And I I was like, what? He's like, yeah. And he's like, um, I I think I scared it and it's kind of angry. So like, don't go up there. (laughs) And so he's like, uh, we've called like, you know, animal services or pest control or whatever. So they're, they're on their way. And so, uh, I, I went and like I peeked because it's it's open because it's like scaffolding <laughs> and I could see like I could see it like up there and so um as I'm interviewing Cody Bass like the you the guys from it. animal control come and they're trying to to corral it and like I'm I'm facing the the press box and Cody's got his back to it and all of a sudden um we can hear like shouting because the raccoon's broken loose and it's actually jumped onto the netting like the <laughs> for like the the like the netting the protective netting yeah the yeah, protective yeah. netting and so we stop our interview and now it's just like people are like freaking out it's it's before the game but the players are <laughs> all there incredible. right like they're taping their sticks and all that kind of stuff but now everyone is like freaking out because there's this raccoon is now on the loose. It's like quite agitated. It's running around. It's on the netting. And like, they're trying to figure out how to get it back, back down. Um, and eventually they, they brought some kind of like noose type thing and corralled it and took it away. But that's but, yeah. unbelievable. But that's that was like, that was, I don't want to say it was um, commonplace at St. Mike's, but like, there, there were like power outages because like squirrels had like chewed through like power lines. Like it was, that was actually, that had happened more than once with, with like the squirrels. So the raccoon was, it wasn't out of, like, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for, for St. Mike's. Like it, it was, yeah. St. Mike's was a, a lot of fun. <laughs> the the 2011 Memorial Cup will always be a, a huge highlight for me, but I always wish I was at the 2000 Memorial Cup. Oh my God, Manny! No. Were you at that? Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was, oh, is there a story behind this? The very cool. Oh my God, that was that was like truly one of the worst years of covering junior hockey. It was like literally nonstop like gong show like i i joke that you were always a must read but that particular year you were a must read because of the barry colts but it was that was i there will never be another season like that because it was just so insane like just from the get-go like the first game of the season is barry in oshawa and like a full scale brawl breaks out. <laughs> and that was, that was when, I don't know if you remember Ryan Barnes got his 25 game suspension for stick swinging. Cause he broke um, Curtis Hodgins, who was an assistant coach broke his, his hand swinging his stick over the glass. And so like, that's how the season started for them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And, and it was just yeah. one thing after another. And it was like, that was the year that um, they were caught, um, I guess, quote unquote, smuggling. They had smuggling. a player under the bus, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a player under the bus. Yeah, the, putting a player under, <laughs> no, he was a European. In the equipment compartment. <laughs> yeah, um, Vladimir Chernyenko was his name. He was... Uh, Look at you remembering names I know, like I, that. I can't remember what I had for lunch, but but I will remember that. Like that's how, It just rolls off the tongue, that name. That's how scarred I am from that season. 
Oh, so man. That was the year, yeah. That, so they got caught um, smuggling him into the U.S. because he didn't have his visa papers. Um, and so then after that, Bill Stewart actually was um, banned from entering the U.S. for some time. And so when they made the playoffs, they had to play against Plymouth. He wasn't able to cross the border to coach the team. Um <laughs> And, but that was like the whole Dave Frost uh, season. Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, with Sheldon Keefe and and Mike uh, Jefferson slash Danton. Mike Jefferson slash Danton, yeah. Yeah, it was just – but my favorite – one of my, my favorite things about that year was at the Memorial Cup. And so, like, all of these things, like, it's just, like, incident after incident – where like you know they they Sheldon Keefe refuses to shake Dave Branch's hand at the at the opening banquet you know like they walk out of the banquet and it's just like the, <laughs> they they continuously like kind of made fools of, of themselves but my favorite my favorite thing that happened at that Memorial Cup were was that two of the Colts actually got busted scalping their own Memorial Cup tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful so like on top of all of the other like stuff that had been going on that year like at the moment you get to the memorial cup and you get busted for scalping your own memorial cup tickets like (laughs) seriously it was just that that year was just it was crazy it was crazy and i'll never forget after it was over um a bunch of us tried to get um, Keith and uh, Bill Stewart to, to talk about like about the year and the season and you know everything. And they literally ran out of the out of the rink. Like we were chasing after them, and they they just they bailed. And it was like what? Like really? Yeah. Oh man, that was oh. oh. Now you're a senior editor for the Athletic. You're still in the business. <laughs> I, know. I know, I know. It was, but you know what? It's it's funny to laugh at it now. But like when you're in the middle of a season like that, it's like, oh my god, when is this going to be over? Like, because it was just, it was nightmarish. Like, so you're at the banquet, <laughs> and they walk out. Like, so the media isn't actually allowed. Like we weren't, we weren't in the banquet. But we had heard we had heard reports that yeah they that they walked out like uh, yeah yeah so they they just they they walked out but then like um, Jefferson had also made uh, like just like crazy statements about uh, Brad Richardson saying that like he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't last like five games in the OHL or something like that like crazy like legit. Um, oh, we remember that in one said Brad, yeah, Brad Richards, so. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, he wouldn't last five games in the uh, the OHL. Yeah. Um, so how's been the transfer to basketball after covering all these stories? You know what? It's been, it's been good. It's been fun. It's like, uh, it's, it's really different because uh, in the NBA, like players aren't afraid to speak their mind. Like they're, they they say whatever is on their mind and like, they don't, it doesn't matter to, you know, they're not, they're not worried about, you know, what people are going to think or, you know, it's, it's very different to, I think hockey, um, you know, even at the NHL level is kind of very insular and, you know, players are, are not very tough because they're afraid, you know, of saying the wrong thing and, you know, whatever, um, you know, like there are very few Connor McDavid's in uh, in the NBA. Like no one's no one's afraid of of saying the wrong thing. Like you know, you've even got you know guys like Kyrie, who you know are, hey man, the uh, the Earth is flat. So they're clip machines. <laughs> they are. They're definitely quote machines. <laughs> yeah, which is great. I mean, like that's what. You you love that if, if you're a reporter, um, it's it's a lot of fun um, for sure. Just because it is it's it's a uh, it's a lot more. I don't want to say it's a lot more entertaining, but I think I think there are definite like their personalities. 
Um, you know what I mean? And I think um, a lot of times in hockey, it's the same personality instead of personalities. <laughs> And you're through the the NBA trade deadline, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, you just got involved in that. Obviously, the big James Harden Ben Simmons uh, trade. Uh, so, your your thoughts on that trade and, and your th- first NBA trade deadline? Um, actually, this is actually technically it's my second NBA trade deadline. Um, but I, you know what? Uh, I think it's two guys who didn't want to be where they wanted where, where they were. Um, and I, I think hopefully it works out for them. Like, but, uh, but, but good luck to, good luck to them. That's all. And you know what? The other thing is I I've got, I've got the Raptors and the, uh, and the Celtics. So if the, uh, the Sixers and Nets want to, uh, implode, that's, that's good with me. Celtics beat the Sixers by 48 on Tuesday night. So (laughs) (laughs) the the implosion might have begun already. Like, do you think basketball players have more power? You were talking about that. Do you think basketball players have more power than any other athlete in major sports leagues? Like you consider football, baseball, hockey? Um, You know, I think it's definitely more star driven for sure. Um, And I think the, the stars like, I don't, I don't know, like who has, who has much more power than LeBron in the NBA. Um, you know what I mean? So I, I definitely think it's, it's far more star driven than maybe um, some of the other leagues. And because of that, I do think that, that they, they do have a lot more power. Um, I mean, I don't even think you can compare it to, to hockey in, in terms of, of that kind of, of, of power. We touched on it a little bit talking about the OHL, but being a woman in uh, your profession and being a woman of color, have you had to deal with much sexism or racism through your career and outside of the OHL and the rest of your career? Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes I think um, <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know if, if, if uh, you know, people don't like what I'm writing because um, I'm a bad writer or because of my color or because, you know, I have a funny name or because, you know, I'm a, a woman. So I think, uh, um, you know, I used to get emails a lot when I was, uh, at the, the star and at Yahoo too, um, from people who didn't like what I had written. And that's, that's fair. Um, if you don't like me as a writer, like I'm all, I'm good with that. Um, but, you know, if, if, if you don't like it because, because I'm, you know, I'm Indian or because um, I'm a woman, then, then that's where I think um, I have problems. But, of course. Yeah. They, they still come at you, huh? Not, well, not so much anymore. Um, only because I'm, I've, I'm, I've been around for so long now, Manny, like I'm, I'm old, like, you know. <laughs> They, they don't oh. come as much anymore, really. Now it's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they Twitter's come on another Twitter. story. Right? Yeah. Twitter's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, and nobody is going to be able to control Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah, for like the most part, like, I don't know. I'm at this stage in, in my life now where like none of that shit really bothers me. Like, good. you know what I mean? Like I'm. I'm too, I'm too old for that shit. Like, like, <laughs> like it's, it doesn't, it like, you know, I think um, when I was just starting out, like that probably would have like, what I mean, it did, it, it hurt. Like, but um, now I'm at the point where I just, I don't have time for. <laughs> Good for you. I read this somewhere though, that you would get mail. Yeah. Yeah. When I was at the star. Like, like people would actually get mail. Yeah, like they so, would write, yes, spend the time yes. writing. When I was at the star, right. It was, I, you know, I, it was at that time, an older demographic who read that newspaper and I would literally get like letters people would mail, And then, but, but that's the thing. I was always, I was always like, this is going to sound stupid but I was always very appreciative like that you you hated it so much that you took the time to write a letter and buy a stamp and then mail it (laughs) like 
Wow, like that is commitment. And I They were invested in their dislike of you. There's no question about that. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I really I appreciate this hate mail because it you know, you took like time out of your life and you spent like however much a stamp is like to mail this to me. So like yeah. And I put the return address on it. (laughs) I was gonna say, did you ever write anybody back? (laughs) No, no, but you know what? I used to keep them because like I used to keep them in my drawer at the at the star and then whatever whenever I was having like a really bad day, like I would I would actually go through and like I read them and I would read the emails too because I would think, you know, like as as bad a day as I'm having, at least I'm not this guy, right? Like um, (laughs) so you weren't sending out like signed eight by tens for Christmas to some of these people or anything like that. No, I wish, I wish, I wish I had thought of it at that time. Like, I would have like, you know, or if they had left a phone number, I would have called back. Um, Cause I think, you know, honestly, like that's, I think that's like a, the thing with like trolls, like, especially on the internet. Like um, if you, if you actually took the time to, to call them and talk to them, like I, Doubt they'd say the same thing to like your your face as they would like behind um, behind the keyboard. I love the fact that you haven't shied away from that type of reporting either. Like um, you know, you wrote about racism in OHL, geez, almost twenty years ago now, maybe. Oh my God, and thanks, man. Don Cherry, you know, like Don Cherry. You were you were seven when you wrote that. <laughs> yeah, Remember yes, that exactly, exactly, like. You're you're still active on social media. I saw your post about Rocky Wirtz in Chicago. Like, um, it still exists, which boggles my mind. Like, does it does it boggle your mind too? Like, no. hockey culture hasn't changed. <laughs> no, it it's so slow to change, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that, Manny. Actually, like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> nope, I'm not surprised. Um, like, who's who's changing it? Like, that's that's the thing, right? Like um, it's got to start at the, at the top and people actually have to be invested in it. Like, and it's got to be more than just like um, growing and learning or whatever, like the, the catch phrase of the day is. And like, you know, putting out like um, these social marketing um, campaigns, like hockey is for, for everyone. Well, like, newsflash it's it's not and it it hasn't been for a while so um just because you say it it is doesn't mean it's true um so like i'm not i'm not surprised and like the the sad thing is the stories that i i wrote you know like 20 years ago about like racism in in junior or you know there's it's you could just publish that today about, you know, whoever the, the next, the next kid is, you know, that's the only thing that changes, you know, are the, the names of the players involved. Everything else has pretty much been the, the same. So. Yeah. I still that. remember your article on Van Beesbrook, right? Like, I know. And how many years oh ago was God. that? And, and look at yeah. him now he's, he's running USA hockey. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like that's, that's, you know, you, you ask me if, if, if things, you know, are, are changing, like that, that just shows you right there that like, um, a man who had to sell his ownership in a team had to, um, resign as, as head coach and GM of a team for, for saying the N word. It's, that's not even in dispute. You know, he, he admitted saying it, um, you know, using a, a racist slur. And then he becomes, he becomes the head of, of USA hockey. Like, how does that work? You know, like hockey is for everyone. Like, <laughs> Not really. <laughs> One of the things I found interesting though, with Don Cherry and his disappearance, um, maybe it's just because I have like-minded people on my Facebook when the NHL came back and he wasn't there. I made a Facebook status and I said, is anyone surprised at how no one seems to be missing Don Cherry at all? And so many people wrote to me and said, yeah, I don't miss him at all. I thought I would because he'd been a, such a, a staple for so long. Not that they ever agreed with them, but just that he was always there. And 
it seems like that's a bit of a positive that we've moved on from Don Cherry and no one seems to be wanting him back or hiring him back or talking about how they long for him anymore. Yeah. I, is he still doing his podcast? Like, I don't even, I don't. Yeah, even, I think so. Yeah. Ours is a little bit higher uh, <laughs> listenership, but he's still doing his, I think. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure he's appealing to the convoy crowd for sure. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that was progress. I mean, but how long was he on the, the air for? Like, that's the other thing. Like, how, how long did it take for people to finally, or I should say for sponsors to finally say, okay, you know what? This is not going to cut it anymore. Like how many people had he offended before that? Like it, it was like decades worth of, of, of people that he had been um, attacking, you know, people from Quebec or, um, you know, you name Europe. it. Yeah. Europe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you name it. Like, yeah. But it's. Manny had mentioned uh, in his intro uh, to use the, the word pioneer, which is hard to believe at 27 that you're already considered a, a pioneer. But when you see all <laughs> of the, that's the women. How old I, you know, when, when, when I first started, like, you know, I was wearing like a bonnet and taking like a horse and buggy to, yeah. to games like. Yeah, no, I, you're you're being asked to to, to churn butter at home, and uh, so, no, I, I got to get to the Powerade Center. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I, I, through your through your career, obviously, you've seen women in sports become a, a big thing. Do you, do you look back at, at uh, you know your um, your involvement in that? How how you've seen that grow and how you've been a part of that, or is that something that you'll you'll look back on uh, when when you're done? Um, I'm not sure. Um, like I, I think it's it's awesome if that if if it's helped someone um or if you know someone has has seen me and been like hey maybe I could do that too um like that that would be that's amazing um but yeah I I, I've never really thought of myself in in that way um come on yeah no seriously no no (laughs) yeah no I'm I'm just a lowly I'm still a lonely ju- lowly junior hockey reporter. Like, <laughs> sure, who has four reporters for the NBA that you have to take yeah. care of too? Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on, Sanaya. No, um, I am. I I'm still you're... I'm still a lo- lowly junior hockey reporter at heart. Like <laughs> that'll like that they'll put that on my tombstone. I think. <laughs> By the way, next time you talk to Dave Cameron, ask him about the time fans threw him money. In Owen Sound I remember, at the OHL okay, finals. Dave is such a hilarious guy, but you would not know that. Like, if you just see his press conferences, he comes off as like the the most crotchety, like just miserable man, like hard ass, like. But he is extremely funny, um, and so I remember. Like that series against Owen Sound, that was just, that was a crazy, crazy series. Um, and I'll never forget like that final at, uh, at the Hershey Center where it was pretty much filled with, with people from Owen Sound. Um, and they, they had brought um, signs that said, welcome to like Bay, Bay Shore South. Yes. And yeah. uh and even like the that game winner, like I still remember it that was, thing was in slow motion, like when it <laughs> when it crossed the, the line in, in overtime. Like that was just such a crazy series. But I remember like when he uh got fined, like his press conferences were so awful. Like because he was just so morose throughout the the entire thing. And so um I remember him telling me he'll be like, uh, like, um, what do you think is going to happen in the press conference today? And I, I told him like, you know, um, well, I think you're, you're probably going to give one word answers and be really <laughs> like crotchety. And he's like, I bet you I can do this in 99 words. 
he said he said I bet I can do this in 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 a uh, hundred words or less. That's what he said. And so then after it was over, he walked by me and he goes ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because. Um, I dubbed Bayshore South. I, when we were telling people in Owen Sound on the radio to go to the Hershey Center, we dubbed it Bayshore South. Let's make it Bayshore South. Um, but I remember what you're saying about Dave Cameron because all of his news conferences in that final were crotchety, <laughs> to use the word that you used, except the time where he made a joke about the money. <laughs> So that's right. That was but I got a fan threw five dollars at me, so I got some help to pay my fine or something like that. Is what the line he said. That's right, because he got fined for for uh, was it berating the officials or something like that? Probably, yeah, yeah. It's 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 so funny. I saw Dave. I went to a game in Oshawa um, when I was writing that piece, um, and I. <laughs> him and it was it was terrible because you know he was wearing a mask and the thing about when he coached at St. Mike's and when he coached at the Hershey Center is it was always so empty that you could hear him yell like literally in the parking lot like it was he would was so loud and so with that East Coast accent too right so yeah yeah. (laughs) and so when I saw him after the game I said you know it really sucked because I couldn't I couldn't hear you yelling because you were wearing that that mask and he was like well now that I wear the mask I have to yell even louder right um and he goes especially as the referees because they can't always hear me (laughs) (laughs) this has been great before we let you go though I get a kick out of this every time around the WHL draft. <laughs> and if you, whoever's listening to this, you got to follow Sanaya on Twitter during the WHL draft or even just before, because your infatuation with names of players up for the draft is incredible. Like from Jaden to Caden to Braden to Aiden to Hayden. Like, where did that come from? Like, how did that, you develop that infatuation? I don't know how, I can't, I can't even remember how it started. Like, it's been, it's been for like years now, actually. Um, But it was just always, like, I always just thought it was like odd that like the, the naming convention was just, was just so, so odd because then you'd also see like Graydon's, there, there have been Tayden's. Like there's like Raiden's, there was a Zayden. Like it's just, it's, it's really, I, I always thought it was, was odd just like how that naming convention worked. And then I just like the sheer number of like the different spellings, like the variations was just like another thing that was just like, so like strange but like, I just, but I love it. Like, you know, because, you know, I think the thing is when you're somebody who has a unique name, like, I think you appreciate when, when other people um, have unique names too. So that's, that's something. Jaden with a Y, Jaden without a Y. (laughs) Two A's. My all time, my all time favorite (laughs) is a kid named Cruz Plummer, but Cruz is, (laughs) is spelled K- um, R Z. K R Z. Yeah, for I'm Cruz? pretty sure that's that's how he's. And his last name's Plumber. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, K R Z Plumber. Yeah, Cruz Plumber. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Not they not, just made a spelling mistake on the birth certificate <laughs> and no, kept but it. It's, but it's I. You see, you think it's crazy, but I think that's awesome. <laughs> like that is awesome because you know what, Manny, like. I, I don't know about you, but I, and also I think the fact that I do this, I have this infatuation with the, the um, dub names. Like I spent so much time, like when it came to naming my child, like I went through like just everything that could potentially come out of his, his name, like just it was so it was a battle to name your son, was it? Oh yeah, big time. Big time. <laughs> big time. Like we we came up with a girl's name right away, but then for for yeah, for our son it took forever. It wasn't until like 
I was going into the hospital that we finally came to an agreement. On and it. it's not Aiden. No, it's no, Cruz, no, but that with was, a U. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, like I love it. I just, I think the, the sheer creativity of like the parents in the Western Hockey League, like it's <laughs> awesome. Like they're amazing. Like they are amazing. Sanaya, this has been great. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about the Association for Women in Sports Media too, because I know you're involved with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm a member there, and um, they are doing awesome work um, trying to help um, women, especially. Uh, young women um, get into to journalism and into related fields. Um, yeah, it's if, if you're interested. AWSMonline.org. Yeah, they do a lot of good work. And so what's next for you, commissioner? Or are you going to be a, the commish one day? Or are you going to run the athletic? Like, well, what, what's going on here? What's the next page? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, commissioner of what? Like, um, like you couldn't pay me to run a junior league. That's for sure. Like, I don't need those headaches. Like, we need you to uh, put in a bid to bring a team back to Brampton. Oh my What's- god, no. <laughs> that that was such a disaster from day one. That never should have happened. Like, really, that was such a bad move on the. OHL's part like I know why they did it for the money obviously that's one of the reasons the OHL does anything really but um one team in the GTA is okay yeah when you have you know what and I that's the sad thing I think if they had just stuck with one team like it would have survived like it would have they would have been able to make a go but like with two teams it was just such a disaster and then not only two teams but two teams literally five kilometers apart like (laughs) and then just the Brampton arena was just not like it was not a great arena like it didn't have any charm it was like you know it had those like metal benches that yeah it was just it was very concrete and it was not really a great rink well Sanaya this has been a lot of fun Uh, if you're ever down in the Windsor area come see us and oh for uh, sure and make sure you stop at Joe Tomatoes when you go back up to uh, <laughs> when you go to Owen Sound of the Bruce. Can I give you a thumbs up, Manny? <laughs> yes. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Our thanks again to Sanaya Sapurji from The Athletic for joining us on the podcast and reminiscing about her days covering junior hockey. And she still writes for junior hockey. And great that she's she didn't really want to talk about it that much, but she really is a pioneer for sports journalism among women. Uh, she's involved in the Association for Women in Sports Media, the website awsmonline.org, and uh, she's doing some great work with that organization. She's doing great work year after year after year covering sports and now doing it for The Athletic. And at 27 years old, too. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, she was great. She had a lot of really good stories. I very much enjoyed her. I've read her, but I've uh, never had the chance to speak to her before until now, and uh, she was very good. I forgot some of the stories, like the Barry kids scalping their tickets <laughs> oh at the Memorial Cup. <laughs> How have you lived through that year and be like, nope, this is definitely the career I want to be following? <laughs> the, it had to be a sign, right? The very first game of the year, there's a bench-clearing brawl. Like, there. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed the conversation with Sanaya. She was fantastic. And if you missed our previous episodes, go back and have a listen to our debate show earlier this week. Our conversation last week during episode 101 with Jamie Campbell of Sportsnet. That too was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And remember, you can follow us on social media for more great debate and great content. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. And then for future considerations on Facebook. And you can send us questions, comments, topics, anything like that by email as well. Electronic mail, if you have that on the internet. 
That's what they would be looking for. Uh, you've got Hotmail, <laughs> Gmail. Do they still have Yahoo email addresses? Uh, they do. Thing? Yeah, they do. Like they're, I could go on there and still get one. They're more popular for people outside of North America for some reason, but yeah, they mm. definitely still have them. Interesting. Well, but unlike Sanaya, do not send mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be releasing our mailing addresses. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you saying, John, uh, I don't know if the, that one listener has dropped off or not, but don't we have like one listener in Denmark or something like that? Yes. Yeah, that's right. I haven't checked to see if they're still listening. I'll, I'll take a look. They probably have a Yahoo address. They probably do. If you're listening, <laughs> send us an email. Yeah. For future considerations at gmail.com. And have a great weekend, everyone. And thanks for listening to For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.